Hey folks, I am Blonde in the Belly of the Beast, as you probably know, because if you're watching this, you are on my channel. Um, and with me today, I have Sasha and Ramsey Paul. They've been so kind as to join me today. So welcome. Thanks for joining me, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Uh, Sasha got well enough to get on the show. She she missed Happy Homelands today, and she was really sick. So she wasn't faking it. She was in bed all day, and she finally started to feel a little better just in time for the show. Yeah, so. I took some more medicine, but yeah, this is the oh, first good. time anybody's ever invited me on their show before. So oh, really? excited. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome. Welcome. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm glad that um, you had to cancel your own show, but yeah. you made it. <laughs> you made it to my show. Yeah. Uh, um, so Ramsey Paul, you did an excellent video on democracy the other day. It was so good. This is another unpopular oh, opinion. Uh, people, people just love the idea of democracy. I think it's rooted in, enlightenment values or something like that. But um, could you just give a little summary to my audience uh, for those people that, that didn't watch your most recent video? Um, it was so good. I'll, I'll link it below um, after the stream, but just a little breakdown of what you talked about. Yeah, I was just talking about what it means to be traditionally right wing. And I, I it came up because I saw Donald Trump Jr. on Twitter. He made a tweet, something about the Democrats. They were happy that Pete Buttigieg was the first homosexual to be on the cabinet. Yeah. And Donald Trump Jr. was like, uh-uh, uh-uh, we had one, we had one. And I'm like, this just typifies conservatives. They just yeah. follow the left. They're just like a year or two behind. And they don't really have any set principles that they believe in. It's just whatever the left does, but a little bit less. That's all they really are. And so I kind of went back to the roots of what it means to be right wing. And a lot of the things that we really believe in, and I say we, even the people on the so-called right Republicans, we believe in our sacred democracy, in equality, in freedom. And the traditional right wing position is there is no equality. No one's the same. And because there's no equality, uh, you, you can't really have the idea of having a democracy is just crazy. It's like, why should someone that's like a bum have the same right to decide what the system is as someone that's well-educated and is productive for the society? And even with freedom, freedom shouldn't be just generic and homogeneous for everyone. It should vary based on your standing. Uh, we do that already with like children don't have the same degree as freedom as adults. But the, the traditional right-wing position is one of hierarchy and is traditionally as God, man, woman, child, and society should be hierarchical and there's nothing wrong with that. It makes, it's either natural or it's from God, however you want to look at it, but that's the way that things should be. And when you go to a democracy, it eventually goes to totalitarianism because the only way you can have equality is to bring everyone down. Instead of people rising up, you just got to tear down. Anyone that does something better or is beautiful, uh, the way you do that is to, uh, celebrate ugliness we see right. that now with like uh on the modern ma magazines like let's celebrate women that are obese and ugly because it's not fair that some women are pretty and so that's the way they do it's always bringing everyone down into the gutter and so that was the basis of the video yeah how do you think we can move to a society that recognizes inherent inequalities when we're failing to do that now, even though we still obviously recognize superiority within certain realms, I think you might have touched on this in your video, but there is a clear Instagram beauty aesthetic. People still watch professional support or sports all the time. Um, women are celebrity culture obsessed. Obviously, people are recognizing inequality within their own lives. So how do we 
resurrect this uh, in, in a broader societal sense? Oh, I think it starts with ourselves and we just need to do it in yourself personally and locally. And I'm a big fan of these things as basically the whole democracy always implodes and it will. We need to have something that will replace it. And if you think about it, if you take like, let's say 10,000 years ago, of course there's hierarchies. There's certain people that are naturally leaders. Uh, the leaders of the tribe, they, they, it's just not the strongest man. They had the, people hear this term in like role-playing games, mana, mana, but mana actually came from the idea of a man that has a spiritual sense about him, that has some wisdom, that is naturally a leader. And you see that naturally. There's some people are natural leaders or more capable than others. And that's how a society brings up, rises up. So I think this will happen naturally. Hmm. How do we delineate political power based on ability, though? Like I've heard that uh, maybe only um, people with families that are land owning should have a vote. I mean, it's it's a really difficult question. I totally agree with you. I mean, I, it's preposterous to me that uh, a bum that obviously would vote to to have more financial support in any way possible has the same amount of political power as somebody that owns a business with 50 employees. That's, that's insane to me. But where I get really hung up is um, like, how do we logistically delineate uh, yeah, this kind of power? I have some wild ideas and this is throwing it out. This is like LARPing. So it's not going to be implemented like tomorrow. So don't, don't worry. It's not like um, this is going to happen anytime soon. But I think the way forward that makes a lot of sense to me is like have a constitutional monarchy and then you have a, a, a aristocratic class and then you have the common people that have representation. And so I see those three working together well. So it's not like a king has absolute authority, but he's like the president that's under law and he has a constitution. And for like the House of the Commons that the British had, I do oh. believe in voting. But I, I do, as we talked before the show, I think it, the, the, the vote should be restricted to men over 35. And I also have an age um, maximum of 80. I think once you're 80, you shouldn't be allowed to be in office or even vote. And it's not trying. I think we should esteem those people. I think there's a time when you get to a certain age, you can't really function. Yeah. So I, I would do that. So I'd have basically the, the constitutional monarchy. I would have basically the House of the Lords from the aristocracy. That would be somewhat hereditary, but maybe a few generations and then the king can appoint others. And then the House of the Commons where you do have a vote. I think that would probably be the most stable system. And uh, because democracy, you just always is ends up being the worst system as we see. And, <laughs> yeah. and that's why when they're saying, oh, our attack on our precious democracy, I'm like, ah, I don't really care about democracy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not super worried about about maintaining it. Uh, did you say men over 35 should have yes. to vote? Okay, all right. So this is a perfect lead into my next question. I have talked a lot on my podcast about repealing the 19th. I would love to hear what Sasha has to say about this. Many people think that I'm suggesting this in jest. I'm totally serious. I mean, yes, I guess part of it's like a little trolly, but there's no denying that women have a biological drive to adapt to new conditions. If a tribe comes in and they kill your man, like you have to, you have to adapt. You have to go into their harem so that you don't get killed. It's just what we are biologically driven to do. As such, um, I think that we often see the state, especially single women, as a guardian. And so unless the nuclear family is resurrected 
as as king in society, I just don't see a way that we can change female voting patterns. Do you think that this is an unfair assessment of women and their role in the political sphere? Um, no, I think you're right. Like, Ugh. as far as like, well, I don't necessarily know if they should repeal the 19th. I kind of have mixed feelings about that. But mm. at the same time, um, I think it's like you said before, like a one vote per household, because then the woman still gets some kind of say in it. But you're right. They do treat the government as kind of like their father. Yeah. And that's why you have a lot of these problems now. And then these women vote for all these big programs. That's why I think you have a lot of the problems you have now because they, they don't really think about things and they tend to vote more on emotion than, than logic, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really know. I, like, I do think the household thing is a good thing, but they have kind of killed the nuclear family. Yeah, that's and true. I think it's important because it is like, oh, a woman can go out and have a bunch of kids and take care of them herself and then get praised for it. And the father's nowhere around. And I don't think that's a good thing. I think you need a mother and a father. Yeah. yeah and totally the, like they nowadays they act like the fathers aren't even important. Mm -hmm. I mean, that you have gay people adopting kids and people that shouldn't have kids are having kids and that's not the way it should be. They sh yeah. Having children yeah. is not a human right. I don't know why everybody thinks no. that. Right. Yeah. Um, well, because, you... oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, because like gay people can't have kids naturally. So maybe they're not supposed to have kids. <laughs> Ooh, that's a, that's a spicy take right there. You're going to get canceled for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you think that uh, mending gender relations and I mean, hard times are, are coming. I think it's going to create a new, more masculine class of men or men that were formerly weak are going to have to kind of find their balls in, in the new era. And then women, I think, are going to be put into their natural state. Do you think that that is going to do anything to correct um, historical female voting patterns? Because if, if that works, then I guess we don't have to repeal the 19th. <laughs> no, you're right, though. A lot of these men are kind of weak. Like we were listening. I won't say who, but last night we were listening to like a stream of these two guys that are like in their 20s arguing like women. And yeah. it's just like men didn't used to do stuff like that. Yeah. So it's like they do kind of need to man up. And you wonder if that's what's wrong with a lot of these women, too. The men are kind of weak and you need I'm not saying you need men to put them in their place, but you need strong men. You don't need you, you know what I mean? You don't need yeah. these soy guys like you can't even yeah. tell anymore if people are straight or not. Yeah, <laughs> like I know a lot of these guys. You don't even know. Or if know. they're a man or a woman. It's like, yeah, that too. We <laughs> you, well, we were at like some restaurant and we were trying to debate if this person is a man or a woman. Like it was a pat. You couldn't even. Yeah, tell. we really couldn't tell. I, I thought it was a female lesbian, but you thought it was a man. <laughs> I think it yeah. was a man. Didn't yeah. we, we heard him talk. But I was like, yeah, but it has breasts. But you don't know. So I mean. <laughs> Anybody's guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it just happened so quickly. And it's interesting. So that's what you said was a good point. Because I, well, years ago, I did a video called Repeal the 19th. And when I had to remove all my YouTube videos because of the heavy censorship that was in there, it was a good video, though, because I looked at in the 19th century, uh, the debates about it. And this, there was this article explaining why the 19th should not be implemented at the time. And it was from a woman. And the mm -hmm. point she brought in is women already get representation through either their fathers or their husband. And if if you know anything, it's not like a woman doesn't influence the husband in these type they of do. matters. And her idea is a divided house won't stand. 
it doesn't make sense to have a man vote one way and the female the other if they're part of the same household. Right. It should be that just one person votes for the household and the man then also hopefully will vote for the women's interests too. So that was her point is if we, if we got the uh, universal suffrage, it would start to split apart families. And I think she was pretty spot on. And it's not really, it's funny because a lot of people, this was just becoming like a joke to say a but Ann Coulter's come out against the 19th Amendment many times. And I think we even Michelle Malkin has talked about that to a degree. So there's been a lot of people that have come out that have really kind of floated this idea. It's kind of opposite the way we're going because the Democrats want to expand suffrage to everyone. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter if you're in an insane asylum, <laughs> if you're 15 years old, if you know, whoever. Uh, illegal it, aliens. Illegal aliens, which just blows my mind. You're not even a citizen. You can vote. And I, I think that's not good. I think we need to restrict the, the franchise. Yeah, I think important. so, too. I like your idea of being over 35, too, because I know younger people and younger people, they don't know. I mean, I'm not saying when you're 20, you're not an adult. You are. But I'm not who I was at 20. And you learn a lot more as you get older and you pay taxes and you have a job and you have to run a house you learn a lot more than when you're 20 and somebody else is taking care of you. Definitely. And that's the thing too, like you said, with women, they do tend to be into like whatever's popular and the celebrity culture. And so whatever these celebrities tell these people to vote for it, they do. And they go along with it and they don't even like research, like maybe you ought to learn what you're voting for, or what you're going along with, but they don't yeah. because like Lady Gaga tells them to. <laughs> and it's just like, that's kind of sad. Maybe you shouldn't be able to vote then. That's true, but it's somewhat reassuring to me because that that does signify that in the event we can get cultural power, there are masses of people that could be relatively easily influenced. And uh, that makes me feel a little bit better. I'm like, maybe it won't be so hard if we can get control of the cultural narrative. Although I don't even know how that's gonna be possible. Luckily, Hollywood's not nearly as influential as it used to be. Some really mm -mm. great things have come out of this coronavirus. <laughs> I have. Like nobody's making movies anymore and they're just like peddling these terrible movies to Chinese audiences. It's not really influencing culture on a larger level. So there's that. People are kind of staying home, which I think is good for the nuclear family. So not everything is bad out of coronavirus. Yeah. Um, I guess we can talk about that for a little bit because I've been doing this series of interviews on my channel and I kind of want some of the questions to be on the same thread so I can get um, multiple perspectives on it. I am starting to believe that all of this was a hoax to perpetrated so that they could um, emphasize the importance of mail-in voting. Like I, I, I initially I was really worried. I was pregnant at the time and I was freaking out. I was like this coronavirus. I'm like letting my packages quarantine for three days before I open them. This was like in February. And by April, I'm like, this shit's not real. This is, this is not even, there's no way this is real. What is your personal experience with coronavirus? Because I know people that have gotten it. I don't know anybody that has gotten really sick or died. And I'm like, hmm, I don't know about this. Same here. My boss at work had it a couple of weeks ago. She's fine. She said yeah. she was sick one day. Several people where I work have had it. It's fine. But they make us go through all this like you're supposed to take 10 days off. And now they're holding the vaccine over our heads. Like if you don't get it, this, I think it's the state. They were giving they were giving like so much time that if you have to take off because like say he got it and I'm in the household with him, I'm not supposed to go to work for 10 days. So Why? they would pay for it because they're paranoid about it. And the state was paying for it, but now they don't want to pay for it anymore unless you get the vaccine. So it's just like, I don't want to get the vaccine, but I'm like you, I think it's a real thing. Um, 
but it's like most of the people that died from it, they're like very, very old. They have other issues or they're very fat. Like you see a lot of obese people mm. get, um, they're the ones, because there was a woman back when all this started and she's like my age and she was the first, one of the first people dying in Arkansas and she's 41. I was like, 41. And I look at her picture, she weighed like 400 pounds and I felt better than I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. But I'm like you, I've known, I've known a lot of people that have had this and they're fine. And yeah. I, so I think it's way overblown. And if you even say it's overblown, people kind of freak out. Yeah, yeah. The lingo from the beginning was was is such new speak. Like they were calling it the novel coronavirus. And once you started looking into it, it's the common cold is a coronavirus. Coronaviruses yeah. are not inherently novel. Yeah. And that's when I started to get really suspicious. It's like they had a plan. And uh, did you guys read this Time article about uh, that came out recently about uh, the election? It was a super long article. And yes, how they were saving democracy. Yeah. The they fortified democracy. Yeah. Fortified. Yeah. Yes. That's, it, that was amazing because they actually admitted that they conspired, uh, colluded big businesses with like Antifa and all these organizations. Yeah. Uh, it, it was strange because all this you can't say that the election was rigged now uh but time magazine basically wrote an article yeah, yeah it was but it's for your own good yeah. and, yeah. It was, and it's funny how they do this sort of thing um i don't know if you remember schwab what was his first name Klaus. Yeah, yeah, Klaus. He's a, a German Jewish guy from yeah Sweden or somewhere. Or? No, he's from Germany. Oh, Jewish, Germany. So, okay. But he 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 brought up this whole thing about we're going to have the Great Reset and we're going to change. He did a whole PowerPoint yeah. presentation about it. Trudeau talked about it, and then if we talk about it, saying these guys are planning the Great Reset, here's their material. It's like, what are you doing? That's a conspiracy theory. I'm like, no, they're saying it right here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why are you yeah. blaming me? This is what they are saying. Yeah, you'll you, own nothing and be, and be happy. happy. Yeah, no, no, nothing and be happy. It's their whole, they, they, they've been doing this for over 100 years. They, they want this basically a one world government, maybe with economic zones, everyone living under, no one will own anything except for them, of course. They own tons yeah, of, of stuff. Yeah, of course. And, They'll uh, own way more than anybody. So it, it is kind of interesting. So that article, getting uh, a Time article, I did uh, read it and it was fascinating how they, they kind of admit these things. Yes, but and you're then not they, allowed to talk about it. I know you're not allowed to talk about it. And then they act like they did it uh, out of the goodness of their hearts mm -hmm. for the American people. And they're just talking about how they lied and they cheated mm -hmm. and they censored their way. And then eventually, you know, they just had to cook the books, which they didn't mention. <laughs> but that article was shocking to me. It, you know, I knew that they did all that stuff, but the brazen nature of of their admissions, mm -hmm. I, I just could not believe what I was reading. And in it, it says that on March 3rd or around that time, and, and if you remember, I think the first case of coronavirus came to the United States. We found out about it in late January. In February, people weren't quite freaking out yet. I remember mm -hmm. flying across the country. I wasn't wearing a, I wasn't wearing a mask. Nobody was saying anything to me. Um, and, I, and I was pregnant. I wasn't that worried about it. By March 3rd, um, Zuckerberg and his wife had given $300 million to polling administrators to find ways to uh, make people mail in vote. And that by March 3rd, they were already talking about how they were going to have to have widespread mail in voting. So this was really the nail in the coffin for me. I'm like, they knew that this was going to be what they needed uh, to, to win the election. And that made me think that 
I don't know, maybe the federal government actually got with China to release this virus from a lab. Am I, am I, have I gone too far here? No. Yeah, I think they took advantage of something that's not really that unusual. Like you said, the novel virus, that just mm -hmm. means new. And uh, they are, they're RNA, so they mutate frequently. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's not that uncommon. And the reason we've never, even when I was a kid, I knew this, people asked, why don't they have a vaccine for the common cold? And it was like, well, they could, but then it mutates. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. it's not good anymore. So why, why is it worth putting all that effort to something that mutates? It's not really that dangerous. And it is basically a equivalent to really bad flu. Where, mm -hmm. and, and people don't realize how many people, maybe they do now, but every year, lots of people die of flu or respiratory infections. My mother in 2017 died of pneumonia from oh. an, an infection. And she had comorbidity. She had previously had cancer and the, the chemo like saved her, but it destroyed her immune system. Right. So she was always very susceptible. And so this isn't new. If you already have some vulnerabilities, let's say you have leukemia. Yeah. Because uh, I saw that when the, uh, COVID first came out, some Spanish soccer players, 21 died of COVID. Mm -hmm. And then you dug into the articles like, oh, he also had leukemia. And I'm like, right. well, that's a little thing probably that should come out. Yeah. So they, they took something that's not super unusual, but they decided to blow it up. And who knows when it'll end? It's become religious now. People, this is their religion, and uh, they have all these uh, social distancing masks and all these barriers. It's really dystopian seeing it. It is, right. I, I don't know yeah. where you are, but you go through the stores and you hear this like uh, canned message, <laughs> like, we are committed to fight this. Please stay six feet apart. It's, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just not gonna, I'm not gonna do anything to encourage this narrative i just refuse to do any of it and i t i just walk around with this look on my face like somebody fucking say something to me i swear to god like i will rip somebody we, a new one we do that all the time we do and we get like, said stuff to us they've said stuff to us what too. kind of interactions have you had with people that have we been went negative? to a, we went to a restaurant and it was some land whale and what did she say she like said something like like some people don't wear a mask or yes. something like that. And it's just like, you should put the fork down, lady. You should be more yeah. concerned about your health that way. I mean, it's stupid. Anyway, you go in and you wear a mask. They make you wear a mask till they put you in your at your table. I know. And you can I take know. it off. You're all breathing the same air anyway. Yeah. It's, it's like, so none of it makes any sense. It's just like, it's all a ritual now. It is. And I think it's going to damage people. Some, some people. Especially forever. children. Forever. Especially they're, children. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to have in their whole mind, they're going to be paranoid of people. They are. It's, it's really bad because we as humans, we are physical creatures. That's how mm -hmm. we evolved. And it's unnatural to be like that for any length of time. And we've seen this with increase of suicides mm -hmm. and unhappiness. Young people committing suicide too. Right. It's really sad. We yeah. haven't, it hasn't stopped us at all. A lot no. of people have been isolated. We've been more social than ever. Yeah. We have, uh, we would have had yeah. game night tonight. It was so funny because when we were talking offline, but we're having an ice storm. It's super cold here in Arkansas. Yeah. Record cold. And so we were going to go up to Eureka Springs, meet a lot of people, but it was like, guys, it's, you know, it's real, some mountains there, the Ozarks and gets icy. So yeah. we canceled it, but we've literally been meeting with lots of people, no masks, yeah. no social distancing, everyone having a great time. Hugs. And yeah, exactly. And it's been yeah. great. And I, I think that's how we as humans are meant mm -hmm. to be. So 
Um, That's great. That's how you fight the powers that be, right? Yeah, exactly. Locally, you do it yeah. locally in your own area and your own people you trust. Yeah. And I think that's the most effective way to do it. Yeah. And in terms of the masks, um, I know that there are some situations where it's just going to be, especially in medical settings, it's going to be basically impossible to avoid it. But my thing is that I just want people to tell me that, that I have to wear it, you know, yeah, I want to make it as hard for them. As we, do the, we, we do We have that. the same policy. We, we don't yeah. wear a mask when we go into the store. In Arkansas, you're technically supposed to wear a mask in the store. You don't have to wear it outside, but when you go in, mm -hmm. but unless someone says something, not just someone, it has to be the store employee. Yeah. yeah. If, it, if it's just some rando, <laughs> I tell them to mind their own business. But if the employee asks me to, I, I don't do, you know, I don't do a baked Alaska yeah. and just have, <laughs> make it a, get arrested. Yeah. I, I, I will put the mask on but um otherwise we push back and i think that's one of the ways you can push mm -hmm. back it's just don't give in make them do it make them keep on you and doing this thing is kind of infectious because sometimes people will see you and they'll get their courage too so it's very rare we almost yeah. never see anybody maskless. sometimes rare but pretty rare now so uh it's and now you're saying you're supposed to have two yeah and, that's, <laughs> yeah and the thing i don't understand is they're saying okay you need the vaccine it's like, okay, so you got the vaccine, so you're supposed to be immune, then I don't have to wear a mask, right? Oh, no, 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 no. You still have to wear a mask and, and uh, social, social distance. And it's like, why? What's the point of the vaccine then? No, no, yeah. there is no point. And so it's, it's, and if the vaccine works, then you shouldn't care if someone's not wearing a mask because it's not going to hurt you because you're supposedly immune. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, but if the vaccine's not really working, then what's the point of the vaccine? Yeah. So it, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But it's got a lot of people. A lot of people are really convinced and they're controlled. They're fearful. And when you get people fearful, you can take away a lot of their rights. And they have. Yes. And yeah, so that's definitely. what they're doing. And that's what Biden's done with this whole January 6th thing. They want to perpetuate a constant state of fear. Because if you're fearful, you're willing to give up things that your forefathers fought for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm really disappointed at the amount of normalcy bias I'm seeing in people. Um you know, we're what almost a year into 15 days to slow the spread. Yeah, and and I'm still hearing people like, oh, everything's gonna go back to normal. Once I once we all get the vaccine, just get the vaccine, wear the mask, social distance, everything's gonna go back to normal. And I just want to shake these people. I'm like, it's never going back to normal. Mm -hmm. The normal that you knew your entire life gone. That world ceases to exist anymore. We have to adapt to this new world. So that's kind of my next series of questions. What do you think this country is going to look like in one year, in five years, in, in 10 years? Is it, I mean, are we in the midst of a complete societal collapse? Because that's really how it feels to me. And I wonder if I'm just too blackpilled, but I really don't think that we're ever going to have a, a golden a golden age like we did over mm -hmm. the last, I don't know, 20 years or so. Well, I did a video of my predictions of the 20s, 30s, and 40s, and I think this decade is going to be very chaotic, mm -hmm. and I think we're going to see really a lot of like civil war conditions in the 30s, and I think in the 40s, we'll see a lot of the United States break apart into different areas. So I, I'm very white-pilled long-term, but we're going to have to go through a struggle. We're in kind of dark times now. There's no doubt about it. And that's why my message is we really need to connect with people locally, have good friends. And I'm saying don't do anything illegal. Don't start a militia or don't do anything <laughs> like that. Just get with people that you know. And, you know, you can support each other in various ways. So like we know someone that used to cut hair. He was laid off by uh, COVID. 
well, you know, he could cut my hair. We're part of the same network. Mm -hmm. And guess what? I, I don't really care if he reports it to the government, <laughs> yeah. you know, taxes, yeah. I'll give him cash. So there's a lot of things we can do. And I think we need to go down that line of supporting each other that way. It, one is just emotionally. If you have friends, you, you you can bond with each other. You can help each other. So we've always said, you know, people are in Northwest Arkansas. They want to contact us. You know, they can. And we'll get together as part of our group. And again, our group is not a, a political organization. We don't, you know, we don't do anything. It's not political. It's just we're just support each other is yeah. what we do. We talk about politics. We talk that. politics, but it's not really, you know, we're not a political organization. We don't do that. We play games, we do other things. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a, what we have to do in the future because things will get tough. That's why I support when you have these organizations and people can homeschool their children. Yeah. Why send your kids to a school to the teachers tell them that they're evil because mm -hmm. they have white privilege. Uh, and Potentially, maybe in the future, we'll need to do that with healthcare because uh, you may, you know, whites may not qualify for the, right. at the end of the line. And I'm friends with a doctor. She's very red pilled in Canada. And if you see the doctors are putting through now because affirmative action, it may be better to avoid the healthcare. I, I don't want to be black pilled about it, but there's a lot of, and she's really good. And, um, <laughs> She only got in because she's technically Indian or Native American, even though she isn't. Mm -hmm. But they did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. This kind of a scam they can do. Uh, but you know, she's explaining the situation is pretty. It's it's pretty grim, and that's in oh, Canada. Yeah. So um, we need to support each other at this time. Mm -hmm. and, but in a way, that's the white pill because the 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 regime. Once they start purging out all the competent people, they will eventually implode. So, but we're going to go through hard times. I think we're going to see a lot of inflation, all that type of thing. You already are. Yeah, because yeah. Biden wants everyone to come in, and he, when they come in, they're going to want free food, free housing, free uh, health care. They're going to want it all. Who's going to pay for it, and how do we do that? If not, a, meanwhile, people are losing their jobs because it's being outsourced, or they can't work. Small businesses, so this is like a perfect disaster happening right now. So the government's like, oh, we'll just print money, but eventually that devalues money, and everything gets more mm -hmm. expensive. Not to mention how they're cutting off like oil, the, the pipeline and all those type of jobs. And everything we get is based on oil. Mm -hmm. So if, if we can't produce oil domestically, we're going to have to pay more for it. So that means you're going to pay more for your clothes, your food, everything. So it's going to be a tough time. And I think we're going to, the, the number one thing that we can do is to really network with other people in, in a good way. And, and I, I don't mean join some kooky group or anything like that, <laughs> but just with normal people. And I think that's the way to go forward. Yeah, I agree. I mean, financially, uh, I think about this a lot. There, there, it's going to be very difficult to hedge against an economic collapse. Um, I, I don't even know how one goes about doing that. Like, I, I guess I've accumulated some silver. I've got some Bitcoin and stuff like that. But, you know, if if I'm trading a box of peaches for somebody to, like, fix my broken leg, none of us are going to give a shit about any silver coins. Like, yeah. nobody's going to care about that. So how do you think we can – is there any way to hedge against economic <laughs> well, collapse? <laughs> well, it depends on how far you are. And I, I do think it's probably good to get out of dollars as much as possible. I mean, you need some liquidity for the dollars in your bank or whatever. But if you can invest in Bitcoin or stocks, and as a disclaimer, we always have to do this. We're not investment professionals, so everyone needs to take their own risk. And especially something like Bitcoin, I'm very bullish on it. 
but if you ever see it, it may go up like 20% on one day and then the next day goes down 10%. So you, you got to, <laughs> you, you got you, you to gotta look at it long-term. I mean, long-term has been very good, but it, it, you know, it fluctuates a lot. And so the, and uh, you know, house own, owning property, I think is valuable, but of course you still have issues there because if there is hyperinflation, then the governments are going to want more in property tax. Mm -hmm. So, it, you know, you're still going to be hit. So I, I think I would advise trying to stay out of too much of cash and diversify your um, portfolio, which is always the case. Uh, but long term, I think the best uh, currency that we have, again, is our networking and our friendships so we can watch each other's backs and help each other. So like if uh, a blondie, you break your leg and I'm friends with a doctor and, you know, maybe she can help you if you can't get help at the um, the, the socialist um, uh, hospital <laughs> because, you know, you're the wrong race. So we can that's the way we can network, I think. And um, that's where it needs to go long term. Yeah. In terms of healthcare, Wow. Doctors have been uh such a disappointment during all of this. I, I used to have this this mentality that doctors had all the answers and everything like that. And now I'm just like, does anyone know anything? My mom is so pissed off because we live in North Idaho. My parents moved up here um, when I had a baby. And in the last week, a doctor has tried to push the coronavirus vaccine on her and tried to put her on statins for having like barely high cholesterol, even though she's like a 110 pound non-smoking woman. So she's like, these people don't know anything she's so mad and i understand where she's coming from it's like like we can't we can't trust anybody so i wanted to talk a little bit more about um about the vaccine i'm sure my audience already knows do not take the vaccine we talked about how it has no purpose but in these preliminary studies i i'm uh computing forever made an excellent video about this but we're talking about sterilization i mean they they've said that you should maybe freeze your sperm before taking the mrna vaccine um, <laughs> it's just outside it's yeah. pretty cold it's, it's <laughs> outrageous um and what what do you think people should do in the event that uh they're in some kind of job where they're mandated to take the vaccine or just a situation where it would be extremely difficult to navigate life without a vaccine. I already know that if, if we don't have this future digital ID, if we don't take the vaccine, we're not going to be able to fly. Mm -hmm. We're probably not going to be able to shop for groceries, we're probably not going to be able to bank normally. Um, I, I can see that. I can see it happening. But but what do you do? I, I'm not getting the vaccine no matter what, but what do you do if you have to have it for your job? Yeah, that's a good question. We've talked about that a lot and it, it could even impact Sasha. Um, I'm kind of a bum, so it doesn't impact me. So, <laughs> but it, it will, it could someday. Um, first of all, the vaccine, I, I don't, if someone really wants it and makes them feel better, I, I'm okay with that. I mean, it, it's up to my, this is a situation yeah. I go into your body, your choice, you know, mm -hmm, yeah. and if, if, if you want to do it and it makes you feel better, okay. It, it's, the problem is we have a, a regime now of so much censorship and we don't really know the truth. And I'm sure the media is burying all the stories that make, could make it well, look bad. Didn't you tell me they were like they Facebook are, yes. or something like banned? If you yeah, said anything Facebook, about there's the a Facebook group that people could post if they had bad reactions. And, you know, that was the whole idea of Facebook, the, the Internet. You could share stories. Facebook banned that page. And there's, it wasn't people talking about hate speech or anything like that. It was talking about their experiences. Facebook's, no, you can't do that. So we, we really don't know. And that's the problem when you live in a society that has a lot of censorship and they control the narrative. Uh, but to answer your question, um, 
I'll punt this over to Sasha because it's more relevant to you. What would you <laughs> I do, don't Sasha? Know. I've been so worried about it because at my job, they they had like a bunch of people did get vaccinated because they had free vaccines, but you didn't have to, but they said they can reserve that right in the future to force you, which I don't get. It's like the vaccine's supposed to protect you. Why do you care if I get it? I mean, why can't I just take my chance with getting sick? I don't get the flu shot and they don't make us get the flu shot, but now all of a sudden this, and it hasn't been around long enough. I'm not like an anti-vax person, but this they rush this thing out so fast. And then you see videos of people fainting Mm-hmm. And all this other stuff. It's kind of like, yeah, I think I'd rather just yeah. take my chance with, with COVID. I said my boss had it. She said she was sick one day. Yeah. She had a fever and chills and she felt fine the next day. I think I'd rather have that because I know a guy and he works with, I used to work with this guy too. His wife's a nurse. She had to have the vaccine for her job. She had an like, allergic reaction to it and she turned pink and had to go to the emergency room and she was vomiting and was real sick. She's okay now. But I'm like, it really? Like it, the point where I have to go to the emergency room. That's kind yeah. of scary. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence. I try not to worry about it too much. I was worried about it before because I like my job and I don't want to quit. But at the same time, it's not like a high paying job. I can't find another job. That, yeah. Like, you know, but I don't like looking for jobs. It stresses me out. So it's kind of yeah. like I could be maybe a bum too, but I just, I don't know. I like having a job and yeah. I guess I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. I mean, I have a friend and he said he could give me a job, but I'd be, I'd be, get paid less and I probably wouldn't like the job as much. So yeah, I don't yeah. know. I'm probably just like, you. Be worth it, though. I know I'm like you though. I'm afraid they're going to start making us do this to travel. I mean, you saw Ticketmaster said something about, yeah. and I like going to concerts too. So what, they're going to hold that over, you know, like you can't go to a concert anymore unless you get vaccinated. It'd be oh, nice. If- that's such a bummer. It I, is. I could have gone and seen all the people that I wanted to see before all this. I regret it so much. Now, like all these musical artists that I love, like I, I saw a video of Heart, this band that I love. Oh, and I these- love Heart. Oh, they're so I've great. I've seen they're- Heart. Yeah. You have? Oh, yeah. I've never At seen them live. They're really good. And they're so old now. I'm like, yeah, I'm never going to see Heart live. Why didn't I see? Why didn't I see Heart? Um, but I think that the, the era of, of concerts is probably over now, too. I mean, if the vaccine's not going to help us do stuff like that, then th- that shit's done. It's, it's right. Yeah. Well, there's a silver lining here. They're rescheduling all the ones that got canceled last year because I was going to go see Megadeth and I wanted to go see the Black Crows and those got canceled. But they rescheduled them. But they've done this before where they reschedule stuff and they cancel it again. So, yeah. what, like, because they have an 80s prom I like to go to and it's been canceled twice and now it's oh, supposed man. to be in april and i'm like well are they gonna have it because i'm not gonna wear a mask yeah like i'm not gonna go concert, dance around cool. and wear a mask like that's dumb oh, so man. I, I don't know but it's ruined everything really it like, has as far ruined as that, everything though, shopping anything yeah. that i like to do not any fun anymore because it's no. all like, you have to mask up. You saw those pictures of people getting married in masks. <laughs> Did you see so that? Depressing. Yeah, it's, it's like, like why bother? That? And they're kissing that, the bride and they both have masks on. <laughs> it's psychological warfare. I mean, this is what they want. They want us to treat each other like we are biohazards so that mm-hmm. to break down human connections. Because just like you mentioned before, human connections are going to be the thing that that uh, strengthens us against uh, tyranny, against the Mm -hmm. federal government, against authoritarianism. And if they can break that down, then don't they really have everything? And they're indoctrinating an entire generation. We mentioned this earlier, but can you imagine being a child right now? I mean, I am a total hypochondriac. And if I were a kid growing up right now, I would be petrified constantly inundated by people in my school and the media, everybody telling me that if I get this virus, I'm going to die, that everybody's a threat. And then I can't see anybody's face. 
Yeah. Like I would grow up and be way more neurotic than I already am. We are screwing up a whole generation of kids. It's true. I did a video earlier in the year about masks and the psychology of masks. And it, it was sort of interesting because I researched it. And this was before COVID-19. I just want to know what the science said about it. And they found out that when people wear masks, they're more likely to do something what authority tells them to do, and even things <laughs> that may be dangerous, yeah. even if people know uh, who they are. For example, they did it at a college experiment, and like if girls were masked, even if people knew who they were, they're willing to do something more silly and embarrass themselves because it's a psychological thing. So wearing masks actually has a component psychologically about it. It's sort of like a uniform. It, it puts you in a certain mindset. So I think there is a deeper reason why they want people to wear masks. Yeah. It's like, okay, you're loyal to the regime, you're obeying, mm -hmm. you're doing what you're supposed to do. I, because honestly, when I go around without a mask, I, I feel like I people see me as a domestic terrorist. They do. Well, they look at yeah. they look at you like that. They do. Yeah. yeah. It's it's really crazy. So it requires a lot of independence to do that. Maybe we'll all have to move yeah. to Florida. Did you see that DeSantis <laughs> told uh, Biden yeah. to fuck off? That's pretty. Yeah. Awesome. Good. Yeah. 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 Um. And in terms of of the mask thing, with all this racial justice stuff and all these protests, there also must be uh, an element of protecting the anonymity of these criminals also. I, I mean, the lower phase is very important, but you could probably not prosecute a lot of people for crimes if they're if they're wearing like a normal M95 mask. Yeah, it, it's interesting because here in the South, they had a lot of anti-mask laws and it came from the KKK. <laughs> so they've had to change those. You know, it was, it was illegal to wear a mask in public. Really? Yeah, because of it's called the anti-KKK law. So I, I guess they had to change that. But yeah, that is a, a component of it. if you wear a mask, you can, uh, it's harder to identify people. Oh, man. Well, I just had one more question for you. So um, do you think, this is kind of off topic, but do you think that we are better off balkanizing? You said 2040 in the, in the 40s for this? Yes, that's just my wild guess. <laughs> okay. You, you're giving us more time. than, so than You can have me, in a, have me on your show in 2040. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, you'll be uh, like 80, right? Yes, I'll be like Joe Biden. I'll be like Joe Biden. I'll be just really confused. Yeah, where am I? I'll be I? getting angry yeah. at you. And I'll, I'll be talking about my leg hair and stuff. So. Yeah, really. Do you think that we're better off balkanizing um, and trying to begin a new or is there any way that this system can be reformed? I'll go first. And no, I don't think it can be reformed because you can't, <laughs> you can't bring together people. Yeah. I mean, forget the United States. They had this problem in Yugoslavia. They had it with the Austri Austrian Hungarian empire. Anytime you try to bring people together uh, that don't share common values, because what does it mean to be American now? Does it mean to have, as John Adams said, he'd probably be uh, deplatformed now, <laughs> said we have kindred blood. Yeah. <laughs> don't say that anymore, but that no. he said that. And we have like a common language, common tongue. We don't have that mm -hmm. anymore. Common religion in general. We don't yeah. have that anymore. Common customs. No. Uh, a lot of people don't like celebrate Christmas or whatever. No. So what does it mean? It's just a bunch of people on the same landmass that are trying to basically game the system, loot the system. Mm -hmm. That's all it's become. And that's, you can't really have a country last long that way. Uh, you can temporarily if you have a police state, but it's always, 
unstable yeah. or yeah. fracture apart. And you said the Balkans, that Balkanization that came from the Yugoslavia, mm -hmm. where you have these people, and even though maybe they had racially the same, but they have so many different religions and languages and everything, it just makes it unhappy. And it's funny as this is a radical concept, but this was a concept that was considered even by liberals a hundred years ago, just, just to be, it's called self-determination. People should be able to rule themselves. It doesn't mean you're superior or anything like that, but let's say if you're Polish, you should be able to have your language, your customs and whatever. It doesn't mean you hate Russians, uh, although they do, but it doesn't mean you do, but it, it's, you want something separate. And that's what borders do. That's what countries do. They provide a, a way for a people to have their own culture. Mm -hmm. And what we're trying to do in America is to smash everyone together where there's literally nothing in common. No. In fact, the people that come in, they don't even like the Constitution. They don't care about freedoms yeah. or First Amendment, Second Amendment. They want stuff because they mm -hmm. know somehow magically America got stuff, uh, I guess, because exploiting blacks is how we got stuff. Uh, so that's why they come here. They don't care about the rest and you can't build a country that way. So it will balkanize. I, it's not yeah. because I'm advocating for it. It will happen. It already does kind of. Yeah, yeah it does. A lot of people come over here like there's a town next to our town and it's like, I want to say majority Mexican now. Like there's a lot, but they're in their own little thing. They got their yeah. own little stores and Springdale. Yeah. Yeah. So and there's a Chinatown in every city. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I am finding myself just, having so little in common with constitutional conservatives now that I feel like they may as well be leftists. And yeah. I was a constitutional conservative like two years ago. And, and now I'm like, I don't even understand the psyche of these people. Um, but I do think it's a component of higher intelligence to separate the tribal nature of humanity um, enough that you can adopt an ideal and then let that bring you together with other people. And I don't think that most people are even capable of doing that, which means that the folly is baked in the cake in America. Yeah. Like we can't never, like we, this is never going to work even in its purest form as it was originally intended. We're fucked. There's, there's nothing we can do about this. And yeah. so now I'm like, what do we do? Like, what do we do now? What do we do? <laughs> Yeah, and I was going to ask you, because everyone thinks like Idaho is, is a pretty white area. Is it still nice? But the problem is, and people always ask me this, is if you do have an area like that, I'm sure they'll put you on the target to enrich you from some, you know, refugees from Africa. They will. Yeah, yeah. Somali refugee camps yeah. incoming. In well, they, did, they did that to yeah. Minnesota that in the 70s, it was like the whitest state you could mm -hmm. imagine. And Maine. they've done it to Twin Falls also. Yeah. yeah. And, and so it's just totally transformed those areas. And they've done this very maliciously. So yeah. it's something we really can't run from. And people always ask me if you want to run away or like go to Europe or something. I'm like, well, there's not many places for us to run anymore. Yeah. We have to build our own communities. It's just Europe the too. Yeah. Well, yeah, a lot of places. And so, yeah, it's we have to be able to build it where we are. Mm -hmm. That's definitely true. In North Idaho, yeah, it's it's pretty white and stuff, but it's also, there is a strong shit lib component here. <laughs> oh. Like a lot of people. <laughs> Let yeah. me tell you this, because I grew up in Colorado and I'll, I'll go on my hate Uh-oh. Did I lose them? Uh, let me know if I'm frozen or if I just lost Sasha and Paul. Uh-oh. 
Let me know live chat. Am I here alone? Is it like that scene in Wayne's world where it's just Garth and he freaks out? Oh, oh we're back. Ah, we there we go. <laughs> I was having a moment where I was like, oh no. Oh no, they yeah, took we us down. Too. They took us down because I was criticizing Californians. <laughs> I, I was going to my California rant. I grew up in Colorado. It was always a red state, really nice. And then California, all these uh, California liberals, they screwed up their state and they moved to Colorado. <laughs> and then yeah. they moved to Colorado. I was like, oh, we got to implement all these policies. We're not diverse enough. And now it's Colorado's in the same situation. So well, they even did that here to some degree yeah. because we got on this list like in 2000, most livable cities in the United States. And so all these people from all these like states that were leftists and this place is really leftist. It's a college town. And we have like a BLM mirror, mural like on one of the major oh, awesome. streets. So there's and nowhere probably, to run. There isn't. Yeah, that's 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 somewhat reassuring though because I don't want to get pushed anywhere where the weather is worse. I grew up in the Midwest, and I when I was deciding where I was going to move after I was living in Seattle, I was like, I will not do that again. Yeah, me too. Where did you grow up? St. Louis. Oh, really? That's not mm -hmm. horribly far from here. Yeah. No, I mean I it was a good place to grow up. But where'd you grow up, Ramsey? I grew up in Rockford. You grew up I grew up in Colorado. Oh yeah, yeah. you just said that. I'm sorry. Uh, no, so that, that's fine. Yeah, but. Um, do I always you, thought Idaho was nice. I would love to visit there. My dad loved Idaho. He yeah, he lived there. there right? He lived yeah. there. Mm -hmm. Whereabouts? I'm not sure. He was a migrant worker when he was a kid. His parents traveled around. They went to Idaho, Washington, and Oregon. Mm -hmm. And he always had good memories. We almost moved there, yeah. but he had a house in lovely. Arkansas. But he always talked about wanting to go there. Yeah, I mean, we're going to have to fight for it eventually. But it's just the California influx here is really bad. It's really shocking. I mean, we need would to learn. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? Like, I want to move to this nice white part of the country be because uh, reasons, and then they yeah. just bring all their politics here. It's like, why did you even come? Why did you even mm. bother? I rage. However, <laughs> my mom would want want me to mention because we're all from California too. That places like this, like, there have to there has to be somewhere where political refugees can go that are from California. California used to be a relatively conservative place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Reagan came from California. Nixon, Nixon. yeah. And yeah. like Orange County was considered at one time very conservative. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, listening to my mom's stories about growing up in California, it sounded like it was just just paradise. And now it's just yeah. bums and Mexicans. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for taking the best state in the country and destroying it left us. I, I really appreciate it. But maybe yeah. in a post-apocalyptic world, we can just go in and retake California if it's not covered in toxic waste by then. That's what I said. Maybe we can move down to Mexico when they all come up here. We can just take Mexico <laughs> or something. Yeah, really. Yikes. They'll, just, they'll just follow us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. But you lived in Hungary for a while. I did, um, Budapest, uh-huh. And uh, when I went there, I loved it. And if I lived anywhere in Europe, that that would be the place. What was your experience like as an American there? Oh, I loved it uh, because as your experience, it was non-diverse or a Christian country, white Christian country. And you could pretty much walk there. Budapest, which is the major city, the day or night, and I didn't have any fear. Mm -hmm. And it's just, yeah, I'm not saying there's no crime. They have some gypsies and stuff, but it, it mostly it's like pickpockets and stuff. Yeah. But it, it's it's a beautiful country. I, I really loved it. But, you know, it's something that it's not easy to, a lot of Americans are kind of naive. They go, oh, if it gets bad, I'll just move to Hungary. And I'm like, well, you know, they have immigration laws. You just right. Can't do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you're kind of naive if you think three that's months. Like, Right. And then you have yeah, to. Yeah, you can stay in, in the Schengen region. You can stay 90 days within a 180 day period or something like that. And you could stay longer and they wouldn't know. Some people have, 
But the minute you try to leave, the, the passport control will see you exceeded your visa yeah. and you'll get a fine and then you'll be banned from coming back in for like five years. So, oh, really? Yeah. Oh. So you got to be careful of overextending your your stay. Yeah. I overextended my stay like a few days. It's no big deal. But if you really do, and you can get permanent residence, there's ways you can do it, but it's sort of complicated. So it's not as easy as people think. And I know people on the internet or they, even they write me and they mean it sincerely. Like, I'm part of the United States. Uh, what do you think if I just moved to Hungary? And I'm like, well, how do you plan to do that? Because, and another thing, if you work, you know, um, I don't know how Sticks does it. I mean, he probably doesn't report it all, but in those countries that they want to get their taxes mm -hmm. in the United States, you can't ever get away from their taxes. Yeah. So yeah. you're getting taxed more than you make in revenue. And so I don't know how people would live in another country if they have a job, even if they work remote because the country you're in, if they find out about it, they want their taxes. Yeah. So it's very complicated tax wise too. So there really is nowhere to go. I hear that from my audience too all the time. Just move to Poland or Hungary. I'm like, uh, there. I, I have no avenues to do this at, at all. I, I could just show up and be like, all right, I'll stay for three months and then what? Exactly. Uh, and, um, you know, one guy I knew, he was inspired by videos and he did it, but his parents were Hungarian and they have a kind of like a right of return like uh, the Jews do to Israel. Yeah. So if your ancestry is Hungarian, like your parents, you can go back there and get citizenship. So that's really nice. And yeah. I have a friend that works with me every week on Hungarian and he was born in Hungary. He's an American though, but he's a dual citizen. And um, so it's nice. So he can always go back to Hungary too. Yeah, they have the same thing in Ireland if you have um, one grandparent that was born in Ireland. Mm -hmm. And you have the right of, but they're in deeper shit than we are. So I don't yeah. know why you, why you would bother, but it, it would be good psychologically for me to think that I had somewhere else to go. Yeah. We don't have anywhere to go. We're, we're our, both our heritage is Scottish. We German. have yeah. Scottish last names. Ramsey's a Scottish name. Yeah. And your last name is Scottish. So it's, um, what's your ancestry? Just curious. I am um, English mostly, uh, a little bit of Scandinavian in there, um, but yeah, it's like ninety percent English. Oh, style. really? You oh, kind of cool. look Scandinavian. That's why. Yeah, just yeah. just a little bit. Although I dye my hair, so don't tell. Oh, me. is that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I did it, I did a conference in Estonia, and the thing that really just struck out at me when I came to that country was how everyone is blonde. I mean, just naturally, it's like, wow. It's like yeah. the most blonde country you could imagine, Estonia. I love that country, but. Yeah, I mean, they might be able to keep it that way. Some of these um, so. European countries, I, I do have a lot of a lot of hope for it. It seems like uh, Slovenia is going to be fine. Romania is probably going to be fine. Croatia is doing pretty well. Is this, is this the assessment? This is what I'm hearing from my audience. I don't know. Yeah, uh, they're all under pressure. The trouble with Hungary, though, you know, the Biden administration is going to look to undermine Orban as much as he can. So that's yeah. going to happen. That's the thing that's sort of ironic because where we were like, remember Putin, he hacked our election. They're getting involved with our elections. And if you want to know any country that's involved in every election around the world, look at the United States. Uh, when they're having the elections in Hungary, there was all these NGOs and all these leftists trying to do their little tricks, Soros and all those. And it was crazy. Oh, well, do you have any final, you said you're really white pilled and I do love watching your videos because you guys Thank are- you eternally optimistic which i really appreciate <laughs> and i i watch like black pilled and and all these other people and by the end of the day i'm just like slitting my wrist so i really yeah. like your channel because fundamentally you think that 
that we are going to be okay. So do you have any final, final thoughts for the audience in terms of um, why you're white pilled and what the future holds? And I like what you said about human connection. That was really positive. Yeah. I'm white pilled just because I study history and our people have been through a lot of rough times, you know, yeah. a lot of Europe was under Ottoman control, the Muslims, and they had to give like a, so many virgins to them every year as tribute. Um, it was a bad situation, but we eventually overcame that. So I think we'll overcome this, but we won't do it without a struggle. Yeah. And we've, we got a little soft. We think we should have everything without a struggle. Yeah. And if we have to wait like 20, 30 years, it's like, oh my God, that's not fair. Yeah. But, you know, it, we do. So we're going to be in a period of time. So I'm white-pilled long-term. Long-term is not like, 200 years from now, like even like 30 years, I think we're going to yeah. be a lot better off. But I'm not going to say the next 10 years is going to be easy. We're going to have a lot of struggle. We're going to be a lot of persecution. Uh, as things go bad, Biden is not going to blame his administration or his philosophies or Harris. They're going to blame Trump supporters or white supremacists, yeah. which is basically everyone that they don't like. Everybody that's white that doesn't yeah. hate themselves. If you're white and you don't, hate white people, you're a white supremacist. Yeah. So we're going to go through a rough time, but we'll, we'll come out of it. And I'm like you, I think just doing stuff local and turning the news off because I've got friends too. And like, since Biden's got in, the news has been kind of boring and it just pisses me off. So it's good to like know what's going on, but not like just, you know, immerse yourself in the news, just turn it off and just yeah. hang out with your friends locally, find people that you have things in common with. I think it's sad because a lot of people don't have that. Like we know people that live other places and they don't really have friends. They live in lefty areas and it's hard to communicate. Uh, hard to get you know to meet people where yeah. I'm, I feel pretty lucky my family's on our side for the most part and my friends and it's just like man I ended up in a good situation here because a lot of yeah. people don't have that their families are all on the left and they you know right. they can't even talk to them or mine they're pretty they're pretty based so yeah well, that's true. So you guys heard it here the the community aspect is going to be really important in the in the coming mm -hmm. struggles and I think you're, I think you're definitely right. That does fortify you emotionally. So I'm lucky too to have friends around here that are of my way of thinking. My family's out here too. So that's a, that's a good positive yeah. note to end on. So this is Ramsey, Paul and Sasha. Um, I'm going to have all your links in the description after the stream. And it was so lovely to have you guys on to talk to you and I hope we can do it again soon. Yeah. Our, our pleasure. Thank wonderful. you for Thank having you. us on. Oh, of course. All right. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.